Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to, but real quick, if you haven't done it, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Also, remember, today's episode is presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. I'll tell you more about Superbook here in a second, but giving you a quick preview of today's show. Snoop Dogg. Oh, he talks about quitting smoke. But whatever could that mean? We'll dive deep into that, including some breaking news on that story. Also, how to get golf more exciting. Golf had a perfect opportunity to take their boring-ass product and make it fantastic, and they just pushed out. We're going to get into that. Uh, uh, when a side, a sideliner, sideline, excuse me, I'm stupid. I'm not very smart. Uh, when a sideline reporter lies. What does it really mean? And what are we going to, what do we, what are the repercussions of this? The best tumbler in the world has been revealed, in my opinion. Uh, when a dumbass driver gets an expensive car, guess what they do with it? Something very dumb. And the Denver Broncos beat the Minnesota Vikings. And what does that mean for their next opponent? They're taking on the Browns. We'll dive into that. Uh, coming up, but first, refer a friend and earn fifty a fifty dollar bonus this season with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss the refer a friend bonus. All you need to do is click on the refer a friend link under your profile in the Superbook app, share the promo code with your friends, and you're going to get a fifty dollar bonus for everyone who registers using your code so you can win money wagering and win money referring. Refer a friend. It's fun. Yeah. And it's profitable. This season, you can do that with Superbook Sports. So go ahead and visit Superbook.com for the terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's go! Let's go! And now... I saw this story and I'm like, no freaking way. Well, good for him. Good for him. Snoop Dogg came out and said he was giving up smoke. But then everybody started thinking a little bit more about it. And they're like, it's weird the way he says this. Is he saying he's giving up weed? Is he only doing edibles? And then I started doing some digging and I found a video where he's like, he doesn't like edibles because he can't combat the high. Because if you don't smoke weed, one thing that happens is uh, weed, you can eat your high away. But if you do an edible, you can't. You just got to ride it out. And in something like Seth Rogen said is, Sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get with an edible. You could eat something that you think is going to get you, you know, in the right mind space, but it does nothing for you. But then you eat something completely different as far as the edibles go, and it just knocks you on your can. So it, it didn't look like that that was the route he was going. And it's interesting when you start thinking about Snoop Dogg it was rumored, and somebody later came out that was his professional blunt roller came out and kind of, you know, said it was it was BS. But 
At one point, someone stated that Snoop smoked 75 to 100 blunts a day. That's a lot of weed. A lot of weed. And that's not good for your lungs. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. Sometimes I play doctor. (laughs) I don't know why I snorted. (laughs) Isn't that sexy? (laughs) It was meant to be a... But instead, it was more like... (laughs) Anyway, anyway. This This is the tweet that really stirred the pot. He says, after much, much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. And like I said, it really caused a, a, a kind of a, a panic in the stoner community. They're like, oh, my God, the icon of, of weed is, is giving it up. What do we do? Is my life meaningless? <laughs> that is essentially what was happening. They're like, should we stop smoking weed too? Because the godfather of of, uh, marijuana says he's stopping. What do we do? I'm too high to process this type of thing. Well, as I'm writing my rundown this morning, I'm looking at Twitter and I see a tweet from Snoop Dogg because I follow him. Okay, I do. He doesn't follow me back, but I follow him. And this is the commercial that he posted. I have an announcement. I'm giving up smoke. I know what you're thinking. Snoop, smoke is kind of your whole thing. But I'm done with it. Done with the coughing and my clothes smelling all sticky icky. I'm going smokeless. Solo stove fixed fire. They took out the smoke. Clever. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) it was a it was a a ad campaign you slick son of a bitch way to go snoop way to go you got us you did brilliant move solo stove (laughs) solo stove is a thing and snoop is uh you know pushing it good for them that really got everybody because everybody's just like, well, what does he mean? Is he only going to do edibles? Is he is he doing something else? Is there a different way to get high that we're not thinking of? And whatever. And then it turns out that that's what it is. Good for him. Now, that being said, Snoop, it's not good for your lungs to be smoking that much. You got to do something different. Because, listen, it, it, He's a good dude. I don't I don't know what his life was like before he got real famous as far as like really just how how tough it was. I've seen uh what was that uh straight out of Compton movie. It, it, it based on that it's just like dude, dude that was a rough fucking life. Something that I can't even wrap my mind around. But where he's at now, he is doing so much good and he seems like a legit person. Someone that you're like, man, he just brightens the room and he's just a good soul, right? And 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 maybe I don't appreciate rap music like other people. I can respect it and and I guess I do appreciate it, but I, I just I don't like listening to it. 
but it's a, a, a massive skill that I just don't possess. But that being said, he's a good person, and I would hate to see him uh, get really sick from the consistent smoking because it's just, it's just eventually, it's just gonna catch up to him. But that being said, there's switch it up. I know you don't like the edibles, but it's I, from everything I've read, it's it's a healthier take on ingesting THC. So maybe you just suck it up, Buttercup Snoop, <laughs> and just switch it up and do that. Like I've said before, uh, they're they are not a sponsor, but Wana, made here in Colorado, great flavor, good high, and it. There's I've tried some edibles before where it gave me a freaking headache, and I did not like it at all. And, and the high the high was ruined by that. And I thought it was just a one batch thing. Maybe it was just I got a bad batch. Bought it again, and same thing. And I'm like, no, no. So it, that's what it is. When people are like, Juicy uh, Snoop gave up smoke, you can correct them because not everybody's going to catch on to this right away. Be like, no, it's he's promoting a solo stove, a smokeless stove. That's what it is. Good for Snoop. He totally got us. Totally got us. Uh, I'm not a big golfer. I'm I, I I'm horrible at it. And that's why I don't like it. Okay, if I'm not good at something, I'm just like, nah, it's awful. Don't respect it. I'm angry at the world because I suck at golf. When I go to top golf, it's just I feel just how how unflexible I am and just how bad I am at golf. But then I look at the other, you know, bays and see that there's a lot of people just like me. There was a guy that showed up the last time I went to Top Golf, and he was he was wearing the outfit like he like he golfed, and I was I was so intimidated being next to him, and and I start going up there, and, and I'm swinging, doing my turn, and I'm like, oh man, he's just probably sitting there just ripping me apart, you know, because just I'm so awful. Then I sit down, start eating the good food. They have amazing food at Top Top Golf. Love it. And all of a sudden, I see him, him go up there, and he's worse than me. So he must have like, he either thinks he's good and he sucks, or he did it <laughs> to be a joke to show up in golfing gear. But anyway, the reason why I bring this up is Rory McIlroy's uh, ball landed on the lap of a spectator at the World Tour Championship just, I think it was late last week. And it's literally, the lady was sitting down because she was bored out of her mind watching golf. God, I don't know how people can watch golf. So freaking boring to me, especially on TV. If you want a good nap, you, you turn on golf. But anyway, she's just chilling, and the ball just lands on her lap like right in the crotch. And Rory goes over there and sees it, and he's like, ah, do I grab it? Do I swing at it? He's all, referee, help. We got a situation. It's on her vagina. What do I do? 
Well, the match referee arrived and said, and I guess he gave Rory the drop saying, basically, it's the spot underneath her is what they had to do. And he said, you can get up uh, to, to the woman. And he handed him the, and she ended up handing him the ball, stood up, picked up her bag and returned to the gallery for all the cheers. They're like, oh, her vagina caught the ball. Congratulations. Good for her. That's quite the vagina you have there, ma'am. Is it bruised? Because could you imagine if a ball, uh, a golf ball just smacked you? I imagine it was bouncing and it landed on her. It wasn't that hard. Sorry. <laughs> this is, this is, I'm having a random thoughts pop up right and left. But anyway, so what they did is they picked it up. She moved and then they dropped it roughly where it would have landed if she wouldn't have been there. He ended up making par or some crap like that. But I'm sitting there going, man, before I read the whole article, I'm like, that's awesome. He he took a shot off of her lap. It's like the weird stuff you see on TikTok where people are like, I'm trusting my kids to hit a golf ball off of my lips. Have you seen that? Where dad is just like, I'm going to, hey, son, I trust you. You're two or less. And they stick a golf ball, like even if it's like a, um, a wiffle ball for little kids or something, sticks it on his lips, and then the kid just proceeds to smash him in the teeth with the golf club. Didn't even take a swing. He took a like a big old axe swing at his dad's face. That would make golf more exciting. Would it not? If there's a chance for blood and pain, I'm watching. That's why people like hockey fights, right? It's the same thing. Big hits. And golf, listen, golf's not hurting. They're not hurting. But I'm just saying, if you want to take the next step, that's the next step. <laughs> Let, play, play it where it lies. Come on. It's a, could you imagine? That, would, that wouldn't feel good if it was a guy or a girl. Okay? So... I'm just saying, golf, listen up. You want more people to watch? Hey, there's a chance for carnage. Dude, it landed on this guy's lap. Oh, my God. Everybody turns on the TV because it goes viral real quick. And they're and the guy's just sitting there crying, sweat dripping off his, his brow as he's laying there on the course. I knew I shouldn't have tried to take a nap because this boring game was just dragging on and on and on. Then somebody puts like a stick in his mouth, so he, you know, <laughs> so he doesn't smash his teeth or bite his tongue. <laughs> somebody snaps off a branch, sticks it in his mouth. <laughs> oh, clean hit! Now what was it? What was it? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I think that would be great. Just listen. If you're into golf, take some notes. You're welcome. Carissa Thompson is a Fox Sports and Amazon Prime Video Thursday night football host. And she, I guess, used to do sidelines a lot. But she was on Barstool Sports, part of my take. Great program. And she was just being honest. And somehow... 
they start talking about signed light reporting, which I'll get into exactly how this works and how she was put in this position. But here's Carissa talking to the big cat and the guys. And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We needed to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. Now, in her defense, the majority of the time, they are going to say something exactly what she just said. It's very cliche. We got to step up our defense. We got to stop the run. It's just killing us. Blah, blah, blah. The obvious. That's usually what the coach says. To the point where I'm sitting there sometimes listening to sideline reports and I'm like, I get nothing out of it. The majority of the time, it seems like. Did she say a lie that was potentially damaging to the character of a coach spreading horrific lies? No. Is she damaging the credibility of the individuals on the sideline that are doing the job correctly and doing going through the process the right way? Yes, she's she's ruining their credibility because there's plenty of people out there that do the job right. So here's what happens i believe it's roughly four minutes before the half ends they send the the sideline reporter over to the area where the coach is going to be as they enter into the locker room that way they can get the report they can ask the coach they meet up with a pr person and they ask the coach specific things about how you can get better blah 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 blah, blah right so literally it's four minutes out You sprint over to where you need to be. You get the report, and then when they go to do your report, your hit, whatever, on TV, or if it's radio, same thing, you have, hey, I was just uh, speaking to uh, Coach Payton, and this is what he said. We they he said they need to really focus on stopping the run game. It's really destroying, uh, you know, their chances at uh, blah 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 blah. Obviously, I'm not a good sideline reporter. I couldn't make it up. I'm no Carissa Thompson, that's for sure. But that's really what it is. And if you don't get there in time for one reason or another, and trust me, there's a million things that can happen between that four-minute mark into when it hits double zeros, and if you're not there, they will just continue to move in. She shouldn't have done it, but I'm guessing at one point either either the this is probably what happened there's a good chance the producer in her ear if if she missed getting the coach just make something up it's fine just be very cliche okay i i would bet that that's how the first time started and then after that it's just like whatever i'll just do it if i if i can't uh, run into the coach. That's what's going to happen. She shouldn't do it. It's bad. It's a bad look for everybody involved. Because now her coworkers or former coworkers 
they're going to be under the microscope. Be like, did you did you know she did this? Did you allow this to happen? Because that's a bad look on everybody at Fox Sports. So I don't agree with what she did. Is it the end of the world? Is it a fireable offense? I don't think so. But I've never been on the sideline grinding and busting my ass to run up to the coach and get the information and then so I can re- relay it back live on broadcast. I've worked the sidelines before. I've done the parabolics uh, a couple times for some games. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. A lot of work because we are two parabolic short. So <laughs> there's a lot of running on you know throughout the entire game. But anyway, I'm going to talk to uh, Romy Bean in, I want to say, like early next week. And she's going to come on the show. And I'll, I'll bring this up to her. And a lot of people in Carissa Thompson's position as sideline host, Tracy, Tracy Wolfson, I, I, I always forget her, her last name, but whatever. Um, a lot of people are coming out and saying it, it's disrespectful to the position. And, and let's be honest, there's a lot of people that are bent that women are on the broadcast. There's a lot of people that are either sexist or they don't want to admit they're sexist that don't like the fact that there's, there's a woman on the sideline. That's not helping. She shouldn't have done it. But I, that being said, I, I understand in a sense why she would, because sometimes the people that are in charge don't understand that shit happens sometimes and you weren't able to get the report. And to be honest, is a broadcast missing much if you don't get the report? I'm never, if if all of a sudden I'm watching the Broncos play whoever and as the second half is starting and they don't go to the sideline reporter saying, hey, I talked to Coach uh, McGee, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, we're going to really – we're really going to tighten things up, get this defense really locked in, and we're, we just got to stop this run game that's just been killing us all, all throughout the first half. Am I going to miss anything? Am I going to miss that? No, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not. I, and I'm not trying to discredit what the sideline reporters do, but then I am. I just, there's times where I'm like, why are you guys, why did you cut to the sideline reporter? It's like you're just trying to justify their paycheck sometimes. If you're going to go to the sideline reporter, I want something with substance to come out of their mouth, whoever it is. So maybe this is a a good thing where it's going to make people that are doing the sideline reports step up their game instead of doing the very generic responses and and maybe ask a little bit more difficult questions to the coaches and give a little bit more insight to what is going on. I just think there's there's plenty of times where I, I just don't get much out of it. I just don't. And I I know there's 
there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me on that. But I listen. I've watched plenty of games, and if you're just saying the coach said a generic answer here, it's like thanks, great. I got nothing out of that. Let me know if I'm wrong. Do you watch a game and then you you're sitting there like, wow, that was good. If it's an injury report, yes, that's great. Hey, just I was just over there, talked to the athletic trainer, and it looks like so-and-so is going to be out the rest of the game. Or it's questionable on his return, looks like it's going to be a lower leg injury. Something like that. That's fine. I get something out of that. But the basic shit that she's talking about with the coaches, nah, I, I don't get jack shit out of that. I don't. Speaking of things that you do get a lot out of, Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron. Amazing barbecue. I love it. Every time you walk in the doors, you're just hit with this beautiful aroma of smoked barbecue. It's so good. And if you follow them on social media, at Sugar Fire Westie, you're not going to be disappointed. Because Chef Clint and his crew love to post their daily specials, whether it's burnt ends, smoked fried wings. Oh, those are so good, too. I've never had smoked fried wings before until Sugar Fire. And I'm like, these, these are so freaking good. Like a tear rolled down my cheek. And I said, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, brisket mac and cheese, which will change your life. I guarantee you it will. And it, it's so delicious, so fantastic. In fact, a, a listener, Ryan, on Twitter tweeted at me about Sugar Fire, and he's like, dude, the brisket mac is out of this world. That's coming from a listener. That's not me blowing smoke up your, your back end, okay? It's legit. And that's just one of the many great entrees they have at Sugar Fire, but they also have amazing sides uh, like hash brown casserole. I had that the other day when I was over there. I mean, like I could have, I'm pretty sure I could have ate like a gallon of it. I may have regretted it the next day, but it would have been totally worth it. Totally worth it. Also, Brussels sprouts in sweet chili, cucumber salad, and uh, smashed loaded potatoes. But they also have great sauces available on every table you could just take them to go whatever st louis sweet texas hot coffee carolina mustard that one's my favorite and white barbecue all amazing sugar fire in westminster by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of colorado it's family friendly perfect for date night they even do catering for those special family events like birthdays weddings they also do they could hook you up for holiday parties whether it's at for your home, or for your office. You got to check them out. Uh, Sugar Fire in Westminster off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron or just west of I-25. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. My wife sent me this, and it's really just ripping through TikTok, going viral, and it's absurd when i when she first sent it to me i'm like okay great another dumb tiktok <laughs> but i was like this is kind of cool this is the positive side of tiktok a woman's car caught on fire and then she posted a video to tiktok 
what was wild was she's going through the car, the interior, and the only thing that survived was her Stanley tumbler, you know, like a, a coffee mug, but it's like, you know, made of steel and, and whatever stuff they use in it. And she shakes it, which I'm going to play the audio for you. Uh, and it sounds like there's still ice in it. It went through a fire and it still was intact and it still had ice. How is that possible, Stanley? So anyway, the, the big wigs over at Stanley had to respond. So this is a mix. So you're going to hear the ice jiggle. And then it's the, the one of the, I think it's the owner of Stanley uh, talking to the lady. Hey, Danielle. My name is Terrence Riley. I'm the president of Stanley. And we've all seen your video. Wow, what an ordeal. And we're all really glad you're safe. Thanks for sharing the video because, wow, it really shows how Stanley, our Stanleys are built for life. Because what it went through with you, I couldn't think of a better example of our product's quality. But anyway, we're glad you're safe. I've seen a lot of comments that we should send you some Stanleys. Well, we're going to send you some Stanleys. But there's one more thing. We've never done this before, and we'll probably never do it again. But we'd love to replace your vehicle. Yeah. All of us at Stanley, we'd really like to replace your vehicle. So check your DMs for details. Thanks. Be safe. Cheers. How cool is that? I'm glad he said we'll probably never do it again because you know the dummies out there be setting their car on fire with a Stanley in there. You know that's going to happen. So how how cool, great great publicity for them. And honestly, that's, that's nice that they're doing that. They didn't have to do replace the car. Obviously, they're going to give her some free swag. And to be honest, they should sponsor her a little bit Although they're giving her a free car. I mean, that's that's enough. It's not like they need to pay her anymore, like for mentioning Stanley. I think she'll do that on her own because they're giving her a new freaking car. Uh, but what I, I was watching that. I'm like, that's nice. So nice. Good for them. Then I was thinking, what if? They were just kind of dicks about it. They're like, we're getting you a, a, a new car. We're replacing your car. Wow, congratulations. Thanks for the publicity for our, our, our tumblers. Here's a 1982 Buick Skylark. <laughs> it's a little rusted out in some spots. You got smoke rolling out the back. You got a, the nice squeal from under the hood due to the bad belts. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Be like, thank you. Thank you for this pile of shit. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Uh, I I think it's nice. It's nice when a company does that. The, the sad part is you know that some people are going to try to copycat that in some fashion. Maybe um, I, don't, I don't even want to speculate, but you, you know how people are. People are scummy, and they're always trying to look for something free. I told you that, like, how many times when I worked in restaurants, people sticking hairs in their food and try, then eating the majority of the food and be like, I want my money back, and I also want another burrito bowl. They're like, bitch, nobody in this restaurant 
has blonde hair other than you. Okay? Okay? Mm-hmm. I'll make it for you. Ain't giving your money back. Now get out of here. Uh, a driver of a McLaren 720S, which is a sports car that's worth more, or right around $300,000. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine spending $300,000 on a car. Well, this idiot crashed into the side of an office building in Portland, Oregon at almost 3 o'clock in the morning. The reason I bring this up is just because you have money doesn't mean you're better than anybody. Case in point, you're clearly a crappy driver. If you drive a car that's worth $300,000, you should know how to handle it. They didn't release details on what caused the crash. Guessing they were trying to drive fast. Next thing you know, they slam into a building. All right, so the Broncos beat the Vikings last night on Sunday night football. What a great game. It was a little bit sloppy, but at the end of the day, the Broncos won by a point, and they've won four games in a row. You got to be happy about that. I know some people will try to dwell on, well, you know, Russell Wilson didn't light it up like he should. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a negative Nancy. Oh, somebody pooped in my Cheerios. Guess what? The Broncos won. That's all I care about. Okay? Sure, it wasn't pretty, but it was gritty. And the Broncos defense stepped up when it mattered. And guess what? Guess what? Russ found Cortland in the, the back of the end zone, and the Broncos won. Quit leaning on the negativity, guys. Embrace it. The Broncos have won four games in a row. They're a legitimate part of the playoff conversation. Have they made the playoffs yet? No. Are we excited to watch them play now? Yes. We have come a long way, Broncos country, from the embarrassing loss to the Miami Dolphins to where we're at right now where the Broncos beat the Vikings, and they have up next the Cleveland Browns. That's not going to be an easy game, by the way. Miles Garrett is a beast, so you got to watch out for him. The one thing that is, is on my radar as a positive is that they have a rookie quarterback. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he played well against the Steelers, and, and the Browns beat him. I believe the Browns are 7-3, and three, but he's a rookie, and that's good news for the Broncos. The bad news is there's not a lot of tape on him, so finding out his quirks, his weaknesses, his strengths, it's not going to be as easy. But Denver needs to go in against the Browns and harass the heck out of Thompson Robinson, remind him that he hasn't earned his keep in the NFL yet. He hasn't. They need to rattle his cage. And one thing that I noticed the Broncos did late in the game against the Vikings was blitz. They need to do that a little bit more 
against the Browns. Really shake him up. Confuse him. Now, the, the Browns did sign Joe Flacco to their practice squad. I'm, I'm curious of if he'll end up getting called up to the, the main roster or not. And, and here's the thing. I, I would be, I, I don't know which one would, would worry me more. Flacco with not very much time under his belt, but he's a smart dude. So he could come in there and who knows, he could beat the Broncos. Dorian Thompson Robinson, you can't sleep on him. You can't. You can't go in there and say this is going to be an easy win because it's not. They're going to do everything in their power to beat the Broncos. So the Broncos' defense, I'm saying this, it's, it's all on the Broncos' defense. They need to shut down the QB, make them one-dimensional, and the Broncos' offensive line needs to step up their game even more. They really need to allow more time for Russell Wilson, and they need to open up those holes for the run game. That's what they need to do. The Broncos can beat the Browns. They need to be not looking ahead to the playoffs. I know Cortland Sutton was talking about that after the game yesterday, but the big thing is is stay focused one game at a time. Do not look ahead. You're going to screw yourselves one game at a time. What's next on your radar? It's not the playoffs. It's the Cleveland Browns. Shut down the Browns. And it's not going to be as easy as people think it is. So I I got the Broncos winning. I got them beating the Browns. But it might be a slugfest more than more than people realize. So, but it it's an exciting time for the to be a Denver Bronco fan. I love it. It's so hard to be in the media, especially when I was deep in Denver sports media, uh, to be covering the Broncos when they're when they're struggling. It's it's very difficult because you want them to do so well, and then you have to sit there and talk about it over and over and over again. But, um. It's nice to have this change of pace where there's a lot of positivity around them. And it looks like Sean Payton's mindset is spreading. And that's great. But again, one game at a time. I I I think they could make the playoffs, but I'm I'm not willing to place a bet on it right now. But if you're smart, smarter than me, maybe go to Superbook Sports Colorado and go ahead and and make a bet on it. I mean, I don't bet scared money, and right now I'm scared to do that. Maybe you're braver than me, but I'm, I'm just enjoying the moment right now. I'm enjoying the fact that the Denver Broncos are on a four-game winning streak, and I, I'm, I'm putting my emotions up in logic on the fact that they can beat the Browns, but it's not going to be an easy win. Hopefully they go and beat the snot out of the Browns. I'd be fine with that. But I'm thinking it might be a lot more difficult than than we, we think. Hey, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. 
Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. I'm going to be out there every Monday night for the rest of the regular season uh, for the NFL. I'll be out there from 6 to 8 hanging out with you, drinking some nice cocktails, $2 pints of Coors Light uh huh, at the bar. Plus, you can go in there with your family, maybe have a date night with, with your special someone, hang out in there, and eat some great barbecue. It's an amazing place, 144th and... Uh, Orchard Parkway, like I said, in Westminster, an amazing place. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully, you have an amazing day. Hopefully, you laughed a little bit in this episode. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.